Shalom to all. Today's off is Erevin Daf Pevav. We are starting Pehe Amud Beis, three lines up from the bottom, at the two dots, five words into the line. Today's daf is sponsored. B'schos Chaya Baschana, Hashem should grant her a Fuah Shlema B'Saych Sha'ar Chayla Yisrael. And the Gemara continues to explain the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Aymer Am Yesham Tfisas Yad. We learned in the Mishnah that if a homeowner still retained his rights to his house, Tfisas Yad, then even if his tenants didn't join in the Erev, it's still much to carry. And now the Gemara asks, Hey Tfisas Yad, what does it mean he has Tfisas Yad? So we say, Kigayin Chatzar Shal Bonyas Ben Bonyas, like the Chatzar of this person, Bonyas Ben Bonyas. Now he was this wealthy fellow that owned many houses in which other people lived in, but he kept all all of his many kalim in those houses, and that's considered a tfisas yad. And once we're on the topic of bunyas ben bunyas, the Gemara says, Asal the Rebbe, he came in front of Rebbe. Amaluhu, Rebbe told us, Hamidim, Panu makam leven mana, clear space for this person who owns mea mana, which means he's very, very wealthy. He was trying to show him a lot of covenant and honor. Asa in a shachrina, then another person came. Amaluhu, Rebbe told us, Hamidim, Pevav Amaralf on the top, Panu makam leven masaya mana, clear space for a person that has 200 mana, meaning this person is far wealthier than ben bunyas. Amaluhu, Rebbe Shmal, Rebbe Yesi, Rebbe Shmal, Rebbe Yesi, Told Rebbe, Rebbe, Avim Shalzad, this person's father, meaning Ben Bunyas, Yeshali Elos Finus Bayam, he has a thousand ships out at sea, Uchenagan Elfayars Biabasha, he has a thousand cities out on dry land, he didn't necessarily have a thousand, it just means that he's far wealthier than this other fellow that came in. Amar Lai, Rebbe responded, When you get to his father, Amar Lai, tell him, Don't send him this clothing in front of me. The clothing Ben Bunyas was wearing wasn't befitting a man of his stature, and Rebbe misjudged him. So he says, If you're really so wealthy, you should have been wearing nicer clothing. And once we're on the top, Rabbi Machabra Shirm of Rabbi Kiva Machabra Shirm. Both Rabbi and Rabbi Kiva, they gave honor and prestige to wealthy people. Kidar Shavabarmari, like he darshaned, why should we do so? The Pasuk says, Yeshev Oilam Lufneelikim, he shall sit forever in front of Hashem, Chesed Ve'emes, Manyin Saruhu. Kindness and truth is what's going to preserve or protect him to be able to stay in front of Hashem forever. And so, what's the drasha? Amos Yashav Oilam Lufneelikim, when is it that the world is going to be settled in front of Hashem? Bizman Shechesed Ve'emes, Man Yinsuruhu. When the wealthy do acts of kindness and truth by providing food, the lashon of man is like man food, then Yinsuruhu, that's going to protect the world. Now, back to what we had started out today's Gemara with. What exactly is considered Tfisas Yad? Rabba Barar Chana Amar Hisas Kagan Yasa Even if the owner only has the peg of a plow inside his house, that's considered Tfisas Yad. Amrav Nachman, Tanit Be Shmuel, was taught in the Besamesh of Shmuel, Dover Hanito Bashabes, if something's able to be carried on Shabbos, Iser, if the homeowner has that thing inside his house, that's still going to ask for the people of the Chatzar if the tenant does not join the Erev, since it could be moved on Shabbos, so the owner might come back and just take it out on Shabbos, so that's not considered like he has a Tfisas Yad. But something that cannot be moved on Shabbos, it's Mokta, that's not going to ask her, that's considered like he has a Tfisas Yad. And Tainami we have a brass like this, Yeshle Tevel, if he has Tevel, or Yeshle Hashashis, if he has large pieces of metal that are not allowed to be moved, or anything that's not to be moved on Shabbos, that's not going to ask her, that's considered a Tfisas Yad. And the mission continues discussing a case of a person that left his house for Shabbos, is he going to ask for the people of his Chatzar if he did not join in the Erev? If a person left his house and he spent Shabbos in a different city, whether this was a Jew or Gentile, he's going to ask for the people of his Chatzar by not joining in. That's Rameer's opinion. Why? Rashi says, because since he owns a house here, even though he doesn't live here, it's considered like he's part of this Chatzar. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, he doesn't ask her, he's not living here for Shabbos. Rabbi Yosimer, he says, if it was a Gentile, he's going to ask everyone. A Yid is not going to ask everyone. Why? 
be Shabbos because it's not common for a Jew to come back on Shabbos. Usually he's out of the Tchum and he can't come back. Whereas a non-Jew, he's able to come back to his house on Shabbos and therefore he would have to join in the Erev or we would have to do Schirus from him. Rabbi Shimon Eimer, he says, Even if this person left his house, and he went to spend Shabbos at his daughter's house in that same city. So he technically could come back to his house on Shabbos. He's not going to ask for everyone. He's already removed the thought from his heart of coming back to his house on Shabbos because he's spending Shabbos at his daughter's house. And the Gemara says, That's only if he goes to his daughter's house. If he goes to visit his son, then we don't say that he does not have to join in the Erev, meaning he has to join in. Because people say, If a male dog barks at you, you could still go in. If a female dog barks at you, then you should leave. So if he gets into a fight with his son-in-law, meaning he goes to his daughter's house and he gets into riffraff with his son-in-law, so his son-in-law is the male dog, he could still go in, he could still stay there for Shabbos. But if he gets into a fight with his daughter-in-law, which is a guraisa, a female dog, then he has to leave. So if he goes to his son's house for Shabbos, he might very well come back in the middle of Shabbos if he happens to get into a little bit of family riffraff, a little bit of interesting family dynamics from the Gemara over here. And the mission continues, and we're going to be discussing a watering hole, a cistern, a reservoir that's in between two chatzeres. Even though the chatzor wall goes over the top of this bar, we still need another sort of mechitza to divide the actual bar itself. And the Mishnah says, Bar Shabbos, we have a bar in between two chatzeres, we're not allowed to fill water up from it on Shabbos, unless another mechitza is made. It's got to be ten tvachim tall, and it's got to be inside the bar itself. Ben milamata, whether it's milamata, the Gemara is going to explain what that means. Ben whether it's just within the lip of the bar, I mean, it's in the airspace above the water level, it's got to be within the bar itself. He says there's machlaikis b'sham b'shil, where to place this mechitza. B'sham b'shil, milamata has to be milamata. B'shil b'shil, milamala has to be milamala. And Omar Behuda, he argues with all this. This new mechitza that you're making should not be any better than the wall that's dividing these two chatzeres. So therefore, you do not have to make a new mechitza and we could rely on the wall itself. And now, the Gemara is going to bring Machlekes Rav Huna and Rabbi Huda. What exactly the Machlekes of Beisham and Beishel is? I'm Rav Huna. Rav Huna says Lamata. What does this mean, Lamata? According to Beishamai, Lamata Mamish. That means this new Mechitz you're placing has to be actually Lamata, meaning it has to be right near the surface of the water, it has to be significantly underneath the wall that's dividing the Chatzar. This new Mechitz has to be right above the water level. Lamala. According to Beishel, what does this mean? Lamala Mamish, meaning it's right near the lip or the edge of the pit. It doesn't have to be directly above the water level, it could be all the way on top, meaning directly underneath the wall that's dividing the Chatzar. bar, And both of these are discussing the bar, meaning corner of Huna, above and below, are just the position of the Mechitza within the bar itself. Rav Yehuda Amar, he says, Lamata, what does Lamata mean? Lamata min hamayim, below the water, this Mechitza actually has to be in the water, according to Beishamai. Lamala, what does that mean? Lamala min hamayim, it could be directly above the water, according to Beishil. So according to Rav Yehuda, above and below is relative to the water and not relative to the bar. And I'm really Rav Bar of Hadam Rav Yehuda, that which Rav Yehuda had said, Lamata, what does that mean? Lamata min hamayim actually has to be in the water. Mashna Lamata mamish deloy. It's not allowed to be mamish Lamata, which is referring to where Rav Huna's Lamata is, meaning it's directly above the water, and that's not okay according to Rav Yehuda. Why not? That Ravi Maya, because the water itself is still mixing. So Lamata min hamayim nami, even if the mechitza is in the water itself, Haravi Maya, the water is still mixing with each other, and it's not considered like there's mechitza here. It's not like we have NASA engineers making a watertight seal in between these two waters and between both chatseras, so the water is still mixing, so it should still be usher to draw water from this watering hole 
even though there's a mechitza in between in the water. Amalehi responded, You didn't hear what was said. Some say it was said it. According to the shita, that the mechitza has to be in the water, we still have to see the tip of the reed, meaning the tip of the mechitzas have to be sticking out of the water at tefach, meaning we're not actually dividing the water itself. We're just showing that there's a clear separation in between the two halves of this bar. And now we continue asking on Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, he had said it, in Beis Hill's opinion, Lamala, what does Lamala mean? Lamala mean Amayim, it's got to be directly above the water level. So Maishna Lamala Mamish Deloy, it's not allowed to be Lamala Mamish, meaning Rav Huna's version of Lamala, meaning it's allowed to be significantly above the water level as long as it's still within the airspace of the bar. Why is that not okay? Dairevimai, because the water still is considered mixing. So Lamala mean Amayim Nami, even if it's right above the water level, Harevimai, the water is still going to be mixing underneath. So Amalehi responded, You didn't hear what he had taught? We have to have the tips of these reeds, meaning we have to have the tip of the mechitza inside the water of tafach. Again, meaning we have to have a clear division in between the two halves of this bar. We have another question in Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda had said in a different case, If we have a kaira that's four tefachim wide, that's going to allow us to carry in a churva in a destroyed building. If we have a couple of walls in a destroyed building, and then we have a four tefach wide board, which is supporting some of those walls. So we're allowed to carry directly underneath that board because it's considered like we have mechitzas going downwards. And that four tefach space is considered surrounded by mechitzas. And Rav Nachman Amar Baravua, he says, Based on the top, we're even allowed to have this four tefach wide beam going across the top of our bar. That's considered dividing it in half, and both chatseras are allowed to draw water from it. But why is that mutter? One person's bucket is going to go to the other side, and he's going to be drawing water from the other side, and that's problematic because they never made an Arab together. And why is this issue according to Rabbi Yehuda? Because we had just said the according to Rabbi Yehuda, both Bishan and Beishel agree that the mechitz of the bar needs to be in the water to show a clear divide in between the sides. And here we're allowed a theoretical or a halachic mechitza risking that the bucket is going to flow to the other side and he's going to draw water from the other person's chatzar. So the Gemara answers wouldn't have a problem Kimul the Rabbana the Rabbana no the Eindli Mahalchis Rabbat Vachim a bucket's not going to go more than fourth Vachim so therefore it's not going to cross into the other side. But the Gemara continues asking Tachs Kaira Miha it's going to go underneath the beam itself and Aravi Maya the water over there is mixing and that's a problem. So the Gemara answers you're right we have a totally different answer. El Mishum Dekalo Shekel Chamamayim we already know that Chamu were very mako when it came to water what about a hanging mechitza? Is that going to permit us to carry within a churva, within an abandoned building? Do we say good aches? Do we extend this mechitza downwards to consider that we have proper mechitzas here? And Amrle he responded, "In mechitza tuli mataras we're only allowed to have these hanging mechitzas in water. Kalushikel chamamayim, the chamur verimeka when it came to water, and that's why we're allowed to have these conceptual or theoretical halachic mechitzas." Even though it's not an actual real physical mechitza, we're going to be very meko when it comes to water. Now the Gemara explains Rabbi Yehuda's opinion in the Mishnah, where he says we don't even need this mechitza; we can just rely on the wall of the chatzor itself. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, light hey mechitza. I'm a rabbi barbechana. I'm Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yehuda b'shitas Rabbi Yisi Amara. Rabbi Yehuda said this in Rabbi Yisi's shita. The Amar Rabbi Yisi says mechitza tuliya matar safil be'abasha. If we have a hanging mechitza even on dry land, that's going to prevent us carrying underneath it. It's considered like a proper mechitza. Titnan, we have a Mishnah. Hamashalshel defanis melmal lamata. If someone's mashalshel their sukkah walls. Literally, this means they weave their walls. It means that they just start building their sukkah walls from top to bottom. If this wall ends three tfachim from the floor, psul, then it's going to be possible. Because we say it's gedim, bike and by little goats can go underneath it, and that's not considered like a proper mechitza. However, if he's building his walls from bottom up, like most people usually do, if they're ten tfachim, talk share, so they're kosher. Rabbi Yaisi he says, just like when we're building it from bottom up, all we need is ten tfachim, so too, when we're building it from top down, 
All we need is 10 Tfachim from the Schach, and then as long as we have those 10 Tfachim, we have a Kasher Sukkah. So we see that he allows Mechitzas Tulias, hanging Mechitzas, even over dry land. And the Gemara says, Valahi, it's really not so. Rabbi Huda only allows hanging mechitzas when it comes to Erevei Chatseris, because the whole institution of Erevei Chatseris is only Drabanan. So we'll be Mekel. Aval Sukkah Dairaisa, that's a mitzvah Dairaisa, why he's not going to allow hanging mechitzas. For Rabbi Yesi, serve like Rabbi Huda. He doesn't hold like Rabbi Huda because Akan like Rabbi Yesi. Rabbi Yesi only allows us Elba Sukkah when we're discussing Sukkah, the Isra Hasehu. That's an Isra Haseh. When Hashem says, do something and we don't do it, that's being Mavatal and Haseh. And that's not as bad as being over on a Loisase. Aval Shabbos, when we're discussing Halachas of Shabbos, the Isra Skilu, we're discussing an Isra of Skilu. Loy Amar, Rabbi Yesi did not apply his halacha of hanging mechitzas. Now the Gemara asks, Im Taimar, if you're going to say, That story that happened in Sipari that we're going to mention in a minute, where they made hanging mechitzas, Alpiminasa, who did they paskin like when they did that? Rabbi Yesi was the Rav of Sipari, so obviously he holds your allowed to have hanging mechitzas. So the Gemara answers, Rabbi it wasn't based off Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Shmal, Rabbi Yesi Nasa. It was from Rabbi Shmal, the son of Rabbi Yesi, because Rabbi Yesi had already passed away. And what was that story? Dichas Rav Dimi, Rav Dimi came from Rabbi Yisrael, Amar, he said, Pam Achas, Shachu they forgot to bring the Sefer Torah Erev Shabbos into the Shoal, and it was already Shabbos. So Lamacha, the next day, meaning on Shabbos, Parsha saw in Alamudin, they stretched a sheet out over posts. They viewed Sefer Torah, and they brought a Sefer Torah in this little narrow path that was made by these sheets. But Karubayan, they read the Sefer Torah on Shabbos. The Gemara says, hold on, Parsu, they spread it out on Shabbos. Lechatchila Mishari, is that permitted to do so? Lechatchila on Shabbos? Vaha, call by them, everyone agrees. She'ain Oisunal Arab Shabbos. We're not allowed to make a temporary structure on Shabbos, and this is considered a temporary structure on Shabbos. We say, They found there were sheets spread out over these posts, creating a hanging mechitza. They viewed Sefer Torah and they brought a Sefer Torah and they read from it. And this case that they were relying on mechitzas tulis over dry land and not over water was based off Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yesi, but not Rabbi Yesi himself. And we continue. Amar Rabba, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya, Amar Davar Echad. They say the same thing. Rabbi Huda had Amran. We already said, he allows the wall, the chutzr itself, to be used as the mechitza to divide this bar in half. Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya, Titnan, is really should be the Tanya. We learned in a brayso. Rebchanan ben Akavya Omer. Gizustro. We have a porch which is hanging over a body of water. Sheyesh ba arba amas al arba amas. It's four by four amas, meaning it's twenty four by twenty four tefachim. Pezayin amad alaf on the top. Chaykik ba dalad al dalad. We can make a hole that's four by four tefachim right in the middle. Umimale, and we could fill up water from this hole. Why is that okay? Because we're going to imaginarily bend the remaining sections of this ledge or this porch downwards to form walls. Since the ledge is twenty four by twenty four, and a four by four section was cut out the middle, that means that there's 10 tfachim remaining on each of the side walls, and here we have a place that's 4 by 10, and we know that we extend these mechitzas downwards, we apply godaches, and this is a leniency that we apply by water, so we see that this leniency is just like Rabbi Yehuda's. But now we continue, Amalei Abayi, Abayi responded, perhaps it's not so. Perhaps Rabbi Yehuda only allows in the case of the chatzor. Elodah Amar, he says, godaches mechitzta, he extends the wall of the chatzor downwards into the bar. But to say that we're going to bend it, kaif means to bend, to bend the walls, and then extend them downwards, he's not necessarily going to say that. And that's what we have to do in Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya's case. And Vakan Lakam Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya, Hassan, perhaps Rabbi Hanani ben Akavya only allows that case, El Biyamashel Tiveria. We're talking about the Sea of Tiveria, meaning the Kinneret itself. Hail Vieshlo Ignim, since it has a bank or lip, Vayares, and cities, Vikarpifas, and Karpifs, Makifasaisa, that surround it. So it technically has Mechitzas all around it. It's still considered a Karmelis. However, since we have many Mechitzas surrounding it, all we need to have is this minimal sort of fix up done to this Gazustra to allow us to draw water directly. 
directly from the Kinneret. When we're discussing all other sorts of water, even water in the middle of a Chatzar, we're not going to be that mekel. So we don't necessarily have a Raya that Rebchanan ben Ekavya and Rabbi Yehuda say the same exact thing. We're going to pause it for the day and we're going to pick up tomorrow with three different applications of Rebchanan ben Ekavya's din, even if the porch is less than 4x4 four four Amas. Everyone should have a wonderful day.